Hello, and welcome to Mr. Information, the trivia podcast for anyone who loves cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams of pub quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Steve. And I'm Josh. Hey, Steve. Hi, Josh. Hey. Hey, bud. Hey. Uh, big number, number five today. I know. it's We're in Cindy. We're getting there. Um, so, there's, uh, you know, there's pretty much one story dominating the news these days. Obviously. Right, the slap, the slap, and I'm not talking about a second season of the uh, Zachary Quinto uh, TV show. I love Star Trek. Uh, yeah, uh, but I am talking about. Um, well, it, it made me it made me think about another situation where uh, Chris Rock made someone really honed in and made someone in the audience the butt of their jokes. And you know right. who that was? I don't. Hank Hill. I mean, technically, it wasn't it wasn't Chris Rock as himself. It was Chris Rock as Buddha Sack. But you know, sure. Hank, Hank looked pretty angry. He didn't. There was no slap. Uh, although I have seen it, I've seen it memed out that Hank Hill is is on Will Smith's head and all that. But you know, um, but uh, yeah, I thought, and I feel like I've I've sort of talked about this before that. You know, I like to I like to think about like you know how did I how did I learn all this all these random trivia facts I know so I decided to focus on a few facts that I learned from King of the Hill. I love it. Um, I've probably seen you know I've probably seen most of King of the Hill. I don't know. I'm not you know as as dedicated of a fan as with uh, the Simpsons or what have you. So this may disappoint some folks. They're going to be mad. I forgot something, but I, I think I got some good points to, uh, to touch I think we on have here. a good family here, you know? Yeah. Um, so just to get out of the way, we're not really talking too much about the show. I'm going to assume people are somewhat familiar with the show, but just to put it out there, uh, King of the Hill was an animated series that ran for 13 seasons on Fox from 1997 to 2009 but technically didn't end its run until 2010 uh, when apparently they uh, just didn't didn't run the entire last season on Fox and a few episodes Oops. were left for Adult Swim to debut for the first time. I, yeah, I don't know. But technically, um, yeah, it was on in, on in three different decades. Um, set in fictional Arlen, Texas, it follows the Hill family of Hank, Peggy, and their only son, Bobby, as well as their neighbors, classmates, friends, etc. Um, so here's some things I don't think I would know about or know nearly as much about, if not for King of the Hill. Uh, and I'm going to start you off with Chuck Mangione. Who is that? What that, is that? Chuck Mangione is a jazz musician who was born in 1940 here in Rochester, New York. Nice. Uh, and had a uh, big uh, international hit in 1977 called Feels So Good. Maybe maybe we put in a little clip. I don't know. Uh, but Chuck Mangione is famous for playing the flugelhorn. Flugelhorn? Yeah. And I don't know anyone else who plays a flugelhorn. I mean, I'm not. I don't even know if I could picture what that looks like. Guy. Yeah. It looks like a trumpet, but... I don't know the the loop More that perfect. goes around it is a little further down. The horn is a little bigger, so it's kind of yeah, it's a, it's a plussed up trumpet. I suppose. All right. Um, in the context of the show, 
he uh, signs a contract with Megalomart, the their sort of Walmart uh, stand-in, and uh, shows up. I believe he shows up on the series ten times total uh, because he has signed a contract that says he has to go to every new store opening. And mm. you know, there's a lot of WalMarts. You can work in a work in an excuse to uh, to to put him in there, including one where he starts living in the store to try to get away from. I don't know all his corporate obligations. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, um, I I had no idea until I went to do this research. He was born in Rochester, which that's wild. Really makes it even crazier because, like, you'd think like he's from Texas or something. That sure, would be why he would be on King of the Hill. That makes sense. No, just a just a esoteric reference, I suppose. Um, yeah, um, and now another thing, uh, I believe this came up recently. Uh, there was a Learn and Lead question about Laos, and I didn't get it right, but I thought <laughs> for a second uh, about a character on King of the Hill, Khan Sufanusenphone, Hank's neighbor, who is from Laos. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was a, uh, what was the question? The question was about some, some princes or something. Uh, and one of them was Prince Sufanu Vong or something like that. And I said, wow, that kind of sounds like, like Khan from King of the Hill. And I saw some other people post this in, uh, in a Facebook group. So, so I wasn't the only one. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I, I just don't know where else Laos has really come up for me. Um, To give you a little background on Laos, Laos is the only landlocked country in Southeast Asia. Uh, It has borders with China, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, and Myanmar. It's kind of locked in the middle of all those. Uh, It declared independence from France in 1953, then abolished its monarchy in 1975. The capital is Vientiane. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, And that is on the Mekong River near the border with Thailand. Uh, and Wikipedia reminded me that, uh, do do you know what perhaps the most famous export from Laos is from Laos? Yeah. And is it a food? It is. Well, it's a drink. It's a drink. I don't, I don't, is it uh, like bubble tea or something? It is beer Lao. Beer Lao. (laughs) Beer Lao. Yeah. I, I miss beer Lao. We could uh, give a little background here. Um, we, once upon a time, was it while we were in college? Yeah, we were that? in college. Yeah, okay. Um, played a giant game of Risk where we leveraged, um, there's a local store called Beers of the World, which has Beer Lao, as well as a number of other international beers. Uh, and I, you could probably explain it better than me, but if you, if you lost a unit, in that country, you had to do a shot of beer from that country. From that country, yeah. How many beers? Do you remember how many beers that was? Man, we probably had uh, like twenty or thirty different beers on the table at any one time, and they weren't all small. Some of them were big bottles because <laughs> that's all we could get, and we went through a lot of them. Yeah, that was a that was a long night. It was yeah. a long day that turned into a did long I night. Even, did I play? You played. Okay. I think you got out a little bit earlier, though. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was probably the only time I've ever played Risk. Um, I didn't have Risk as a kid, but that is a great transition to Boggle, which I also uh, didn't own as a kid. But um, 
comes up on the show. Peggy Hill is a competitive boggle player in an early episode. Uh, and I uh, spent one of those little facts that stuck in my brain that her uh, winning word for the tournament she uh, participated in was acquaintanceship, which that's, that's got it. I haven't gone to verify that it would be possible to do that on a boggle board. It's got to be, but it's, you know, I'd have to go back. I'd have to see because there's, sure. I, I was looking into this. There's regular boggle <clears throat> that's uh, four by four, mm-hmm. right? There's big boggle, it's five by five, and then there's super big boggle, it's six no. by six. So, Impossible. you know, what are the tournament, what does tournament play use? I, I don't know. Um, boggle X games. Yeah. Cause yeah, you have to, you have to sort of, the letters have to neighbor one another. Mm-hmm. I think it can be, you know, any direction or diagonally, but I don't think like you can't cross back over and reuse a letter you've already used or anything like that. So. I don't know. That's a uh, seems very difficult. That seems like it would be a very one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. No, sixteen letters. Okay, it could be it technically with the with the perfect roll or whatever. I mean, I don't know what all letters in it, but that's a, that's a sixteen letter word. That's that's doable, I suppose. And um, there must be just a good number of letters in in there. You know, yeah. If you think about it. Oh, sure. People love these word games lately. You play you play in this wordle? Uh I've not played a wordle. Okay. Um I've I mean yes and. Yes. Uh well, here's the thing I got into the other day and I'm going to have to look it up to remember what the name is because some people at my office were also playing Quordle, which is where you do four wordles at the same time. Mm. But then on uh on the Twitters last night I saw a link to Duo Trigordal. No. That's uh that's thirty two wordles. So is it like the game threes, but also Wordle, but also Sudoku? Hmm. That's interesting. Maybe. Um I got I kinda like I I I haven't I haven't loved Quartal. I've been playing it just because it's a fun extra challenge. But this duo Trigordal, it just takes it just takes forever. <laughs> it's so much scrolling. But it's actually like a more distinct, uh, different game because, yeah, pretty much anything you guess is going to give you helpful information in so many places. So the game becomes more trying to find, like, what's the next perfect place to attack that's not going to cost me too many guesses or whatever. So anyway, just wanted to... I don't know if you're on it. I'm not very cool. I'm approaching a 100 streak with Wordle, and I'm wondering if that's just a good time to go. Like, you know, I've done it. I've guessed a lot yeah, you, of. You beat Wordle. I've guessed a lot of five-letter words. There can't be that many left. I don't know, especially just if I'm playing a game yeah. that has 32 of them every day. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, I, w- I I did also just want to shout out. I don't know if anyone else ever uh, mixes these up. But um, Boggle is not Yahtzee. Oh, I've definitely messed that up before. I'm sure yeah. Thing. That and like Trouble and Sorry, which I also forget which is which on those. I feel like those get confused a lot because they're both dice games. But Yahtzee, mm-hmm. that's that's the one where they're normal numbered dice and you're uh, rolling them and saying Yahtzee. So maybe that, you know, I've got that King of the Hill reference. That helps me remember which dice game is which. Uh, and the final uh, point I will speak to is former Texas governor Ann Richards. 
uh, great. Yeah. Was, uh, was governor from 1991 to 1995, I believe succeeded by George W. Bush. Um, the last democratic governor of Texas, the last female governor of Texas. Um, and on King of the Hill, she appears in an episode where Hank, uh, his friends, what is it? They're going up a glass elevator and they dare Hank to moon everybody. He doesn't realize that, you know, Texas royalty is going to be down there. Uh, then they blame it on Bill and she ends up uh, going on some dates with Bill. So it's a nice Bill episode. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that Bill, I think Bill is Bill. Steven Root. All time. All time great character actor. Steven Root. I got to say. Uh, looking, looking forward to Barry coming back this month. Love that Barry. He's on there. Um, and then um, the, the last bit of King of the Hill news, just to finish it out here, uh, because we're rebooting everything these days, it, it does sound like they are going to do more King of the Hill. There's going to be more. There's going to be more. There's some rumors that they would age the characters up somewhat because i mean that's you can kind of get in a rut as a show you do 13 seasons where bobby hills and you know is 12 years old or whatever he is yeah he's made all the jokes you've done all the make. yeah you've done all the stories you can do so i don't know if it's a fox or what but it just feels like feels like a lot of cartoons during the pandemic got reboots announced because it was like well everyone's Board. It's easier to make a cartoon with like COVID restrictions than it is to do yeah, that makes sense. a live action show. And I feel like I feel like it at one point there was like news that like everything is coming back. Clone High is coming back. Beavis and Butthead's coming back. King of the Hill is coming back. Um I don't So I don't some know. of those are true. I, mean, I don't I know if which all ones. of those are still happening, but I'm pretty sure I heard them. Uh but yeah, that's uh well, great. that is a few things I don't think I would know about if not for King of the Hill. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, that was that was great. Thanks. What have um, you got for right. us today? Well, so uh, I was listening to my Arcos jukebox as you Ooh. as I do. You run a rock box uh, on that thing, or well, it's just you know it's just the standard so, kit. Okay, yeah. Uh, but as you know, I keep a repeating playlist of all of our episodes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was remembering fondly all the things that were beans. Yes. So, uh, and as an aside, um, for those listening um, or those who maybe wrote that episode, uh, I want to remind us that beans are pulses. In case you missed that question in Learn League recently, uh, like some of us may did. Oh, I don't even remember that question. Yeah. Some (laughs) of us wrote an episode of Mr. Information about it and forgot it and were kind of upset about it. Mm. Um, Anyway, so I was thinking about all the things that don't seem like beans but are beans. Sure. And I got to thinking about the things that seem like things but aren't things you know yeah so that'll make sense uh in just a second so in honor of episode number three mm-hmm. here are three things that aren't what they might seem to be one of these things is not like the others one of these things doesn't belong uh a great example to kick it off is the mineral pyrite which is you know fool's gold so it looks like gold uh really sort of more brass than gold Mm-hmm. Um, but it's absolutely not gold. So you've, I'm sure you've heard of this. It's it's brittle. Yeah. Um, it can't be made yeah, in coins or that. wires. Yeah, it sort of looks like a cube or like QB kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's cool to look at and cool to hold. Um, 
And I guess you would be a fool for trying to you know, pass it off as gold or have someone think it's gold. Um, it's a form of iron sulfide, which is an iron and two sulfurs. And it uh, has been used... Um, you can make sparks from it. So it was used in uh, wheel lock guns, which is a thing I didn't know about. Okay. Um, so you, you would strike it against a steel wheel and make sparks to fire your gun. Um, it's a semiconductor, which I'm into. Um, as you may know, I work primarily with uh, gallium arsenide and indium yeah. phosphide-based uh, materials. So I haven't really come across pyrite as a thing, but mm -hmm. um, in looking into it a little bit, um, you can actually make a solar cell out of it, which oh, cool. I'm very much into. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, some that uh, graduated the same year I did in, in 2015, I found a dissertation talking about entirely making solar cells out of bull's gold, basically. Hmm. Um, for you device physics nerds out there, uh, it has a band gap of uh, 0.95 electron volts and is intrinsically N-type, except when you make it as a thin, thin film, when it becomes P-type, which is kind of a weird, wacky property that this dissertation sort of talked about. Hmm. Um, it's not particularly good at being a solar cell, but... Uh, you know, there's some, some cool material science going on. So I thought nice. that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Also. I mean, that's an unfortunate uh, name to be saddled with. Right. Fool's gold. Here we like, are. Well, is it, is it good at anything else? You know, can it just, I don't know. So a, a thing that it, it's used for, um, have you heard of marcasite? No. So marcasite is a type of jewelry typically, and it's, also a mineral so the mineral marcasite and i didn't know this is also iron sulfide it's mm -hmm. the same material but it's orthorhombic instead of cubic so it's a different crystal structure sort of like diamond and graphite are the same thing but they're different crystal structures so it looks different and is more brittle and more prone to become sulfuric acid i guess than uh pyrite is so marcasite the mineral is not used in marcasite the jewelry Marcasite, the jewelry is made from pyrite. Hmm. So it's it's jewelry. It's um, It's got little tiny shiny pieces of metal. Um, I always thought it was like hematite or some other sort of more brown thing, but or, um, gray thing. But yeah, it's little pieces of pyrite. So yes. Marcasite, baby. Yeah. I'm trying to get, the, I'm trying to feel like I was trying to get the rant engine cranked up there and then I just, I just lost my train of thought. But you know, somebody discovers this, thinks it's gold. They call him a fool, you know. But that was that was that was so long ago. It's it was long ago, and it's it's time for it to have its own, you yeah. know, its own place in the sun. Have its own thing. Uh, it also, it is a good joke. It is a good joke construction, though. Fools, fools, blank. Yeah, I don't know. So, something, something's coming to mind. I think it was John Boyce's uh, did a cook cookbook as if written by some basketball players or something was the premise of it. But in, in the book was uh, fool's toast. And I think it was just a <laughs> slice of bread. That's pretty yeah, good. Pretty good joke. Well, well we got time. Well, there's, there's more in your brain. Yeah. The, we got more, the same uh, thing more full things have, to go uh, through. Referred to Indianapolis as the city by the land, which is also one of those things stuck in, stuck in the old noggin. I mean, it's true. It is true. It's by the land. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, so moving on from Fool's Gold, uh, there's another, the other thing that popped in my mind was Fool's Parsley, um, which I thought was just a made-up herb from The Witcher 3. Uh, but it turns out it's a real thing. Okay. And uh, it exists. So uh, you know parsley. 
I know. And there's, you know, you got your flat parsley. You got some uh, curly parsley. Yep, those are the two kinds. So, yeah. And they're delicious. I, I you, you know, use parsley a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the, the family uh, Apaceae, which is uh, a big family that includes lots of things that we eat, including carrots and parsnips, uh, anise and caraway, celery, cumin, fennel, dill, lots of herbs and, and plants like that. Um, Queen Anne's lace, the flower, mm-hmm. uh, that's in the same family. Um, but also a bunch of stuff that we probably shouldn't okay. eat. That makes a lot of um, sense. I think I had some parsley in my garden that I didn't tend to very well last year. And I think mm-hmm. it started sprouting flowers. And they did look a lot like Queen Anne's lace. Yeah, right? Yeah. So all these plants look remarkably similar. Like even the leaves of carrots look a lot like parsley. Um, so uh, plants that we shouldn't eat in the same family, uh, poison hemlock. Mm, yeah. Giant hogweed. Ooh. That and yeah. That sounds tasty. It's ooh, don't do it though. Giant hogweed. All right. Um and fool's parsley. So mm. it's it's all in the same family, but um there's there's the good side of the family and there's the bad side of the family. Ah. Um so yeah, they all look remarkably similar. So just you know, be careful. Uh if you eat fool's parsley, it'll inflame your throat and your gully works. And uh it may be fatal. So, wow. you know, be careful. Only yeah. eat, you know, approved parsleys. This is, that should have a more serious name if it can kill you. Well, it's, you know, hang on a second. Okay. We'll get, we'll get to the bad one. Uh-oh. So uh, the third one is, it's less of a single thing and more of a category, Brand, sort of branching off of this last one. And it really makes me think anything botanical with a fool in front of it should be given a wide berth. Mm. Um, and also why... Sam, and I'm talking to you, I know you're immortal, but you should never hunt wild mushrooms. So there's a group of mushrooms called uh, false morals, which okay. look like moral you know, mushrooms that you might eat. Um, but instead of filling you with a delicious nutty flavor, uh, they fill you with gastrointestinal and neurological carcinogenic toxins mm-hmm. uh, called gyromitrin. Um, so don't, don't do that. Just don't. Just don't okay. go out and find things that look like morals and try to eat them because you'll you might die. Yeah, or get cancer, or you know, it's not good. Yeah, do those are they around here? Yeah. Wow. Well, they're they're around all kinds of places. Okay. So just be careful. There's also fool's web cap, which if that doesn't scare you off, it's the close cousin of the deadly web cap. Web cap. Uh, it can be confused with a chanterelle, hmm. but. Oops, it causes all the worst flu-like symptoms followed by kidney failure. Oh. Well, I don't know about any kind of web cap. No. I don't think there's a good web cap. I think they're okay. all bad. But they look all like right. chanterelles. But the main event. Yes. The fool's mushroom. No other mm. quantifiers. Just okay. fool's mushroom. Yeah. Amanita verna, also known as the destroying angel. Yeah. Um, when I used to stay with my grandmother in the Adirondacks as a kid, there was a picture of this mushroom mm-hmm. pinned up next to my cot where I would sleep. Um, I think so that it would sort of burn itself into my subconscious. So I'd never accidentally, you know, pick one, and eat one. Mm-hmm. It's all white. Um, it's one of the most poisonous mushrooms in the world. It's, uh, related to the death cap, which, you know, also is another good indicator of how bad this thing is. Um, it contains alpha, uh, 
amanitin, which causes kidney failure, liver failure, hepatic coma, respiratory failure, and death. Wow. In that order, I think. Um, but like, so they must have done like an episode of House where someone ate this or something. Oh, for sure, for sure, for right? sure. This sounds... This is too too fertile of a ground not to not to have been mined for some TV medical drama or something. This yeah, and like serious. it's super similar to lupus too. Oh oh wow! So uh, don't be a fool. You know? Yeah. Uh, those are three things that look like other things uh, in honor of episode three, and uh, a lot of it's botanical and a lot of it's uh, awful. So I guess stick with the fool's gold. Like grab some of that. Just, you know, keep it in your pocket. Yeah. It's sort of a cool, heavy thing to, to carry around. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Still shiny. Yeah. Yeah. And QB. I don't remember mine being particularly QB. I gotta say. Sometimes they are, they look sort of like a, um, a sand dollar. Hmm. Okay. But, I don't uh, know. I'm just imagining a craggy little rock. Yeah. All those little crags are probably little cubes. Uh, okay, sure. But if you get a big crystal, it'll be just a big yeah. cube. Maybe I looked at it under a magnifying glass or something. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah, when we were talking about that, I was trying to remember if we've... I was thinking about, you know, I probably bought that at like the Discovery Channel store at the mall oh, yeah. or something. And I was the like, nature company? talk about yeah. that? Oh, the Nature Company. That could be it. Yeah. Now I'm trying to remember, like, did we talk about that in the previous episode? I'm going to say no. Okay. But maybe. I don't know. There's there's been some stores at the Carousel Mall I've been trying to remember that I yeah, just haven't been that, able to. That millennials will remember as the Carousel Mall. Well, but Zoomers they weren't will not. There. The stores weren't there when it was renamed to Destiny USA. So I guess that's a good point. All right, I got uh, I got another installment. Okay, are you ready for it? Yes, it's everyone's favorite segment in the not too distant past. Perfect. Ooh. Uh, this is a segment where I tell you about a video game Easter egg that makes reference to beloved American television comedy series, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Ah, yes. Uh, so today's installment is not one that I know of personally from experience, mm-hmm. but I was able to track down with the help of the internet.com, mm-hmm. a website, a global information super network highway system. Sure. Uh, so in the video game Star Trek Online, if you go to the promenade directory on Deep Space Nine, there is an entry for Tom Servo's used robots. So Tom Servo, beloved character uh, on the show, is a robot uh, made from a gumball machine and a hover skirt and slinky arms. Hmm. Um, has a used robot store on Deep Space Nine wow. in Star Trek Online. That can't so, possibly be canon. I mean, listen, it's in the show. Wow. I mean, it's in the video game, which is the show. It's in the game. It's in the game. Okay. So uh, this has been uh, Not Too Distant Past Perfect. Uh, If anyone out there knows any additional uh, Mystery Science Theater Easter eggs, uh, I'm certainly welcome to user submissions. So um, at me on Twitter, Miss Infopod. Yeah. Great. All right. So I hear we have a quiz for each other. We have a quiz. Yeah. Uh, so my quiz, uh, the, the King of the Hill fans, uh, might know it's a pretty big omission from my uh, list of topics was that I didn't mention anything about propane or propane accessories. So that's what my quiz will be about. 
How about you? Can't wait. My quiz is on kings and hills. Oh, boy. All right. That's just for you, buddy. Thanks. Question one. Propane is one of the LP gases, along with butane, propylene, and a few others. What does LP stand for? Question two. A propane-powered outdoor griddle went viral on TikTok in 2021, featuring home cooks making epic meals on its giant steel cooking surface. What colorful company, not to be confused with a mountainous investment firm, makes this griddle? Question three. Blink and you'll miss it, but a propane tank makes an appearance powering a chariot in what 2000 Best Picture winner set almost 1700 years before propane was discovered? Question four. Propane can power ice resurfacing machines used at ice rinks, which are commonly referred to by their inventor's last name. Who was that inventor? Question five. True or false? Will a propane tank explode if you shoot it? All right, and I will start off with number six. According to the fandom wiki, this Presbyterian's puppet king was born the son of King Charming and Queen Cinderella, last names redacted, briefly became the king of Upper Afghanistan, and I wrote an Terabang here, uh, but is most generally known as the ruler of a neighborhood, though I remember it as a land. What's his name? Number seven. Not trying to blow this out of proportion, but if you can't get this, you'll look like an idiom. What strategy board game came out this year that has in its description, blank have traveled from all over to compete in the annual blank maker tournament. Competitors show their skills based on how high they can pile their blank and by how many blank they control. What is the name of the game? Number eight. The Fool is the title of the fourth song in the fourth album by symphonic death metal band Flesh God Apocalypse. It came out in 2016 from Nuclear Blast Records. What's the name of that album? Don't think too hard. Number nine. Montero Lamar Hill is a 30 under 30 diamond certified CMA awarded artist and was named one of the top most influential people on the internet in 2019 by time. Call him by his stage name. And number 10, Lauren has the words to this Christmas carol memorized and she will sing them at you at breakneck speed if she's had enough wine. It's about a saint's feast day, kinda, but I like to pretend it's about my feast day. What is it? We'll give you a minute to think and be back with your answers. Clockwork hit upon my head I forget every single 
Steve, that was a that was a tough quiz. I'm looking forward to to find out the answers to some of these. But start with uh, start with my questions here. Uh, question one: Propane is one of the LP gases. Uh, what does LP stand for? I'm going to go with liquefied petroleum. That is correct. Yes. Nice. I yeah. I don't know. I I don't have any more detail on this. Just uh, you know, good. I, I sciencey question. I figured you might get. Um, what do they call it? They uh, LP Field was was something. Uh, was that where the Indianapolis Colts played? Maybe. Maybe. Oh no, it's where the Tennessee Titans played. I don't think it's called that anymore. Yeah, it's Nissan Stadium now. But I wonder if that was uh, related. I'm looking that up right now. Nope, that was the Louisiana Pacific Corporation. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I got it confused because the, the Indianapolis Stadium they call it like the oil. The oil drum or something. I guess the that's oil, oil drum. Not, I don't know. All right. This didn't work out. Should write more notes on my uh, questions. All right. Question two. A propane-powered outdoor griddle went viral on TikTok in 2021. Uh, what colorful company, not to be confused with a mountainous investment firm, makes this griddle? Uh, I don't know, but I guessed Big Green Egg. Ooh, the Big Green Julia also guessed that when I was testing this. Uh, this is the Blackstone Griddle. I've not heard of the Blackstone Griddle. Yeah, I think it's been it's been around for a little bit, but it really started to take off uh, mid mid pandemic or something. And I've just seen it in so many, you know, whenever whenever you get like the Home Depot ad or whatever, it's like we got Blackstones. And the thing I mix it up with is Black Rock is one mm. of those evil, you know, investment firms or whatever that right, was like, right. oh, they're buying all the housing supply or buying something. All the dang houses. I don't know what they were doing, but probably not very good. Or they were, you know, who's really getting rich off the GameStop squeeze? Well, that's BlackRock or something. They're, I don't yeah. know. Uh, all right. Question three. Blinkin' you'll miss it, but a propane tank makes an appearance powering a chariot in what 2000 Best Picture winner said almost 1,700 years before propane was discovered? Uh, based entirely on the year, because I do not know, is it the movie 300? No, but, you know, you're in the right Oh, that's people, in the right though, not year. Period. It's people, not year, Josh. Hmm? That's it's that people. Is people. It's how many people there were. It wasn't what year yeah, it was. No. Yeah, uh no you're right that is that is the difference of <laughs> between the movie year and the setting year i think propane was discovered in 1857 i'll put that out there though but uh the movie that won best picture in 2000 that would have had a chariot and been a long time ago was gladiator 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 yeah gladiator question four Propane can power ice resurfacing machines used at ice rinks, which are commonly referred to by their inventor's last name. Who is that inventor? Uh, Albert Zamboni. It's, uh, I believe it's Frank Zamboni, but I'll Frank, give it to you. Frank Zamboni. Yeah. I mean, you know, cool name. You can it see why cool it name. really caught on. Um, certainly they can be gas powered or, or other things, but propane is an option as well. 
I've definitely seen um, a propane tank on the back of those things. <clears throat> yeah. And finally, question five, true or false, will a propane tank explode if you shoot it? Man, so it's under pressure, uh, but it needs it needs oxygen to burn. So it, if you can penetrate it, I'm going to say yes. Okay, it it does seem that this is a this is a false. Um, okay, and they did do it on MythBusters, apparently. Mm, that um, makes sense. But yeah, there's. Uh, but you were you were along the right track there. If there's well, there's no oxygen in the tank. You need oxygen to, or not enough oxygen in the tank. I don't know exactly if there's no oxygen, but you need that uh, for fire. And nor is a bullet really that hot. But yeah, you know, if you get a leak, some propane leaks out, and then does go next to a heat source sure you can catch it on fire but it won't it's not a it's not something that's going to give you that nice uh satisfying movie explosion of shoot yeah, something it's and not it blows gonna up. blow up yeah not quite that. all right i'll 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 give myself zero points for that that's okay. okay all right oh no my lights went out on my phone my phone lights all right number six uh do you want me to go through these uh do you want me to read the whole thing for you yeah i mean you know, whatever. All right. Number six. I paraphrase a little. Yeah. According to the fandom wiki, this Presbyterian's puppet king uh, was born the son of King Charming, Queen Cinderella, became the king of Upper Afghanistan, and generally known as the ruler of a neighborhood, though I remember it as a land. What is his name? Is this King Friday? It is King Friday. All right. That's a lot of, yeah, a lot of good misdirection at um, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yeah. But... Um, I don't know what the Upper Afghanistan thing is about. Hmm. Um, it's it's cited in a couple websites, but maybe that was just some sort of one-off joke that became canon. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, no, I didn't know about that part. Yeah, I'm, so I remember it being the land of make-believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it also is it's uh, cited as the neighborhood of make-believe. Hmm. So interesting to know about. Okay. Uh, number seven. Not trying to blow this out of proportion, but if you can't get this, you look like an idiom. What strategy board game came out this year that has in its, in its description, blank have traveled from all over to compete in the annual blank maker tournament. Competitors show uh, their skill based on how high they can pile their blank and by how many blank they control. Blank is not the answer I'm looking for. The name of the board game is what I'm looking for. I have no idea. All right. uh, an idiom. Blow it out of proportion. Idiom. Blow it out of proportion. How high they can make something. Nah, I got nothing. Uh, the game is called Mountains Out of Molehills. Ah, okay. Clever. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think about the hill or whatever, but yeah, no, not there. Cool. All right, number eight. The Fool is the name is the title of the fourth song in the fourth album from symphonic death metal band Flesh God Apocalypse. It came out in 2016 from Nuclear Blast Records. What is the name of that album? Do not think too hard. Except maybe from the title of what the quiz is. Yeah. Um, King something. I'll give it to you. It's just King. It's just King. Okay. It's just King. Um, but a good connection that, to that the question fool. was just because I thought it was fun that 
what a wild name of a band and also how convenient of their fourth song. It's yeah. called The Fool. Nuclear Blast Records. Right? I think I think they released the most recent Andrew WK album. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I'm doing um I'm doing a uh one day on Andrew WK. In You're the near authoring future. One. I'm authoring one. Yes. Excellent. Um and it's interesting, like he he dropped that album and then I feel like he just kinda he's kinda disappeared. Do you think the party ended? Maybe. There's a lot of hints at it on on that record, which I think is called God is Partying. I have it upstairs. <laughs> if I were at my desk, I'd probably be able to grab it. But it basically, on the back cover, does show him dead in a gutter. So, you know, it could have been hard. a subtle reference that he's, uh, I don't know, stepping out of the public eye or whatever. But All right. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. That's going to be a fun one day. I'm excited for it. Thank you. Uh, number nine. Montero Lamar Hill is a 30 under 30 diamond certified CMA awarded artist who is named one of the top most influential people on, on the internet in 2019 by time. Call him by his stage name. It's Lil Nas X. That's right. Of course. Yeah. It's got the point. Um, yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't know his last name was Hill. Oh yeah. Yep. Didn't, didn't know his name at all really, but, uh, Huge on the internet. Mm -hmm. All right. And number 10, Lauren has the words to this Christmas carol memorized, and she will sing it at you at breakneck speed if she's had enough wine. It's about a saint's feast day, kind of, but I like to pretend it's about my feast day. What is it? I don't know. Is it something like good good King Wenceslas? That's the one. Okay. Wow. You got it. Great. Just a guess going going along, following following the theme there. Follow the clues. Follow the clues. Okay. What Great. a fun episode. Well, thank you, Steve. It's good. Thank and you, you know, we're com- we're coming in fast with this one. Coming in hot. Yeah. I think I probably we were probably recording in a similar situation last year. We right? absolutely, absolutely night, were, yes. Night before. Gotta edit it together real quick and then Yeah, this will post in less than yep. six hours, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, Lauren and Julie, we get to be topical, you know. Won't even be able to reference any of it because we got we got a lot in the can. Shh, shh, yeah, secrets. Got, and I think we'll be back to an to a normal episode on Tuesday. But thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. Bye. <laughs>